Right said Fred and the amazing Zandero. No? Xander Fred? Fred Ziffle and Arnold? Okay, I'm done messing around. <clears throat> this is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. I say it quite often, and it's it's nice to say when you have a first place team, but it sucks when you lose. It hurts <laughs> after after all those home runs. Despite an eight eight game lead, it sucks when you lose to a Cleveland team that you should beat. You should. Yeah. A couple key moments in that game. Yeah. I saw them firsthand. Yeah, you and Tyler. Yeah, I looked back and I saw a Cub fan Tyler in there. He didn't wear his Cub a Cub hat. No, he did not. Actually, I've. I think Tyler's of the era where he doesn't wear much. Uh, he wears like he's got a Nike hat on today. But otherwise, you're not a big... We're showing uh, our age, right? Because oh, yeah. we're wearing logos? Yeah. You're not a big logo guy, are well, you? except for the Nike on his head. Yeah, I got the right Nike there. hat. No, it's a, it's a lot of blank attire. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you do. A lot of blank attire. I like that. I've been going to blank shirts lately. Have you? But yeah, for years, I, I you know, I wore concert shirts for years, sure. all that. Then within the last year, it's like, you know what? I just like the solid black or the solid blue. Uh-huh. Just kind of, you know, just go in the blank attire as well. But the hats, I represent. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm always got, I get a logo of some kind, always. I bought another shirt yesterday, like I need another t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, I have that same I actually issue. actually bought two more. Every time I get one, it's like, I didn't need this. No. no. Well, yesterday I bought one because uh, one of the breweries by me, Goldfinger Brewing, their one-year anniversary. And you're supporting. See, I get yeah. that. Yeah. You must so have I a had... whole drawer of, like, I have crap some. beer. I have about five or six. Shirts. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit more than that. Like, I have a sports drawer. Yeah. I have a concert drawer. Uh-huh. You probably have a craft beer I'm getting drawer. it. I'm getting there. Four Peaks in, in uh, Arizona I've got. I've got one from a place in... Uh, in um, Nantucket, there's a place. Which is brilliant Cisco if Brewers. you have a great graphic. Yeah. yeah. It's like the minor league teams, right? The crazy names and the great graphics. Yeah. You don't care about the team. You just, no, want, you the just want the shirt. You want the shirt yeah. or the hats. Yep. Yeah. So yesterday I got Goldfinger because it was her one year anniversary. So I picked up my girlfriend, Linda. We went there, sat down there for about two, three hours, listened to music, talked to people, enjoyed a couple of beverages. That was nice. So, and then um, there's another brewery, uh, Skeleton Key Brewing. Um, yeah. They're the ones that had the, their roof taken off mm-hmm. in the tornado. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, more relief funds for them and okay. more things like that. So I went and bought some beer from them and bought another shirt. Support from, the cause. Uh, bought another shirt. So, yeah, I get all these kind of shirts. And I lost a little bit of weight, so I, they actually fit. Like, this shirt used to be tight. And so it's I've got ridiculous. A bunch, yeah, I've got it's, a bunch of crazy. The shirt that I'm wearing right now I could not have worn last year. Yeah. So, I yeah, know. same thing. But it's disappointing because there's some great shirts that I have. That are tense on me now. Yeah. So it's like, do I get a, I know. a new size of the same shirt? Because I really Or you like can just it. put on weight again. <laughs> no. <laughs> wait no, till, no. Wait till the fall and winter come. Yeah. Well, that might actually na- naturally happen, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah. Not. Wait till, well, see, and yesterday, you guys were upstairs. You guys were yeah. in, with the hoi polloi. So, <laughs> yeah, right. so did you? Did the dessert cart come by? Were you still oh, there when did. the dessert cart oh, came oh by? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The red velvet. Oh, do they still the slice the Snickers pie? They had like a I'm Snickers sure they pie. Did. I didn't go out there purposely. How about you, Tyler? I had like a chocolate peanut butter cake. It was so good. Yeah. That, that dessert cart there it's in the United Center. It's it, amazing. Second to none. Yeah, it's amazing. 
I, uh, my son, who is also named Tyler, the Tyler's met, by the way. Okay. That was a Spider-Man meme moment. It, I think we both said to each other, we've heard so much about each other. <laughs> right? It was. I'm like, Tyler, me, Tyler. This is my Tyler. That's the Tyler producer, Tyler, yeah. at the station. That's cool. Uh, I, I said my son out. I said, I, you know, dessert cart. He's like, dessert cart? I'm like, yeah, yeah go. Uh-huh. And uh, he went and he brought back red velvet. I go, I'm sharing that with you because I'm not going out there. Right. Because, again, yeah. I, I've tried to yeah, avoid that thing. So we had half of that, and I'm like, oh, I yeah. need a nap. Dessert carts are Ridiculous. tough. Ridiculous. Yeah, because they're the, the ones you United instead of a guarantee rate field. And I've never been to a, a suite at Wrigley Field. Um, I'm sure that they are similar with those kind of they things. They have nicer troughs in those suites then? They should. You should always have a nicer trough. It always goes back to the trough. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So last night, the White Sox, I mean, yesterday, I was here with Brian Hanley, and Tyler knows we had a caller who talked about Sebi Zavala not being able to hit high school pitching. He couldn't the night before. Hey, I'll tell he threw you his something. bat twice. I tell you something. Uh, part of my uh, my son has been a casual fan in recent years. He's starting to get back into it. So, you know, uh, like you do when you bring somebody to a game, if you're like us, yeah. you kind of like talk their ear off about sure. what they should expect and all this. And I said, you know what? Sebi's a solid defensive catcher, but he's just not hitting. So uh-huh. I don't know how long we're going to see him. And then, boom. Yeah. Not I'm like, one, oh, that's cool. Not two. And then, gra- <laughs> boom. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. And then the third one, it just became comical in, in such a great way. So, Well, see, here's the thing. They score 11 runs, the White Sox, and they lose. So you look at it, you go, well, man, they scored 11 runs. At least they were hitting the ball. Well, here's the thing. Well, not here's everybody the, was, yeah, Fred. Here's the thing. There's seven, eight, nine hitters in the order. Goodwin, Engel, and Zavala, who usually, if Len Casper says, ah, coming up for the White Sox here in the third inning, you've got uh, Goodwin, Engel, and Zavala. You go, uh, I'll tune back into the fourth. Um, but Time yet, to get a beer. Yeah, yesterday they went a combined six for ten with nine runs, nine RBIs, and five homers. Right. And then, <laughs> I mean, and then, and then, Yoan Mankata, zero uh, for five. He looks like yeah. He's just kind of into it. Yeah, he was 0 for 5, and Vaughn was 0 for 4. And they were the only 0-fers. Um, Abreu had a hit. Hernandez, for the second game in a row, had two hits. Yeah. So this uh, Cesar Hernandez they picked up to play second base is actually getting on base. Um, and he looks good in the field. He's a gold glover. Yeah, and Gavin Sheets had the at-bat of the game. As he kept fouling pitches off. Wearing him out. Yeah, except, and Tyler brought up a great point. The Sox are battling. The Sox are coming back. He's got this. He's wearing out the pitcher with this. And all of a sudden, everything had to stop. And I can't say the word I want to say, but apparently some idiot threw something at the Indians outfield. Yeah, yeah, it was right in front of us. Yeah. We had killed momentum. Lost the game. Absolutely. Yeah. Lost the game. Yeah. Absolutely. And despite the fact that Gavin Sheets had a 113-mile-an-hour shot right yeah, at the right shot, fielder who was... didn't have to move. No. And then the very next pitch, I think, Moncada hits one, you know, right way the heck. Well, yeah, and that was that was impressive, but that's like the only thing Moncada did. And yeah. look, he had, a, he had a tough throw that, thank God, Abreu yeah. was able to scoop up. Right. He was having trouble. This guy's got a cannon for an arm, but his accuracy this year is very, very questionable. But I would say not only that uh, that guy throwing stuff in the field, but the Goodwin thing yeah. right in front of us. Yeah. That was worth two runs right there. That uh-huh. was the difference right there. Yeah. I mean, and he... I, he had I, it in his mitt. I watched the game. I watched the game, and I actually had the right. sound up on TV. And 
you've got to say that he just dropped the ball. It wasn't an error. It's it was not, not it, scored as an error. It's and not it, that it would have been a tough catch. He was there. He, it was it, in his it glove. Was not, it was not a tough catch. No. It was in his glove. It was out of his glove. Yeah. And it wasn't an error. And it I spent the been. rest yeah. of the game yeah. looking up, seeing if they were going to change that, because I don't get how you don't call that an error. You've got to. He got all the way back there. He jumped. The ball's in his glove. If anything, he overjumped, but it was in his glove. Yeah. If it if it's in the leather, you got to keep it. Yeah, there's a guy that when I walk into the building after I park my car and walk into the building, the guy that sits downstairs, he opens the door, the garage door for the ABC people mm-hmm. that come in and all that stuff. And we talk White Sox all the time. And he brought up a great point. He said, you know, guys like Goodwin and you know other guys that have come up. When Danny Mendick was here, he went back down. But when guys are here. You know, your Billy Hamiltons and things like that. These guys are not everyday players. No, they're not everyday players. They can do it for a little while. They can't do it all the time. Those are the ones to spell relief on those days where you need a little relief. Hey, Garcia is that way too. Although he's like one notch above that. Yes, he is. He's still not an everyday guy. Uh And I would, I think he's better if he comes in and spells relief when we need him. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen when we get Luis back. Everything's going to get pushed back. With Cesar Hernandez now, Lurie doesn't have to play second base every day. Here's the question, though. Did the White Sox bring Eloy Jimenez back too soon? I mean, I know that the injury he's dealing with right now isn't necessarily affiliated because he he hurt a pectoral before, right, and now he's got a groin. Right. But is that is that a function of him not being game ready and pushing himself too yeah. much? And because Maybe. of that, do you make do you let Luis Roberts stay down there a little bit longer? We've got because an, you have an eight-game lead. Yes, the you answer know. is a resounding yes. Yeah. Yes, and and if we have to keep uh, Jimenez out of the lineup for a little longer, just to make sure, you know, put that kid on a bike, get him all loosened up before he even comes back, because he is going to play. He's he's a balls to the wall player, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, you can't stop him from, you know, that catch he made last week. And he looks like he's running faster. Even Steve Stone said he, right. he's got more hustle now. He yeah. looks like he's he's changed in a good way after this rehab assignment. But we have to make sure he's able to sustain and stay in the game. Right. He's another bat that you're missing. So the White Sox yesterday had 11 hits. But, again, six of them were from the bottom three guys in the order. So your Anderson had one. Uh, Abreu had one. Sheets had one. And Hernandez had two. Yeah. And that's it. And they, they so despite the fact they scored eleven runs, their bats are still not there. Not where they need to no, be. They're not hitting the way they need to be. The seven, eight, nine guys were. Those were unexpected gifts. I mean Savala? Yeah. You know You don't expect that very no, often. No. Yeah. Now when he has no homers, you don't expect him to hit three. <laughs> he had uh, what did he have? Did he have five hits? Uh In yesterday his... four. Oh, no, 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 four. no, no. Leading yeah. up to the yeah. game. Yeah. Uh he may have only had three. Because I think he's got uh, three or four hits now. So he had four yesterday. He, had, he was four for four yesterday. Yeah. So and before he's got that, either, either seven or eight hits on his career, half of them happening yesterday. Well, he's got eight for the season. Okay. Yeah. So, right. yep, yeah, he that. had four. Half of his hits he got yesterday. 312-332-3776. We're going to talk Cubs baseball, too. The Cubs uh, get a win. You may not have known all the guys on the field. Um but they did get a win yesterday over the Nationals. But you knew the guy in the mound because Kyle Hendricks does what Kyle Hendricks does. He went seven innings. He's now 13-4 and four, through 100 pitches, allowed just um, one run, 
Struck out three, just four hits. His ERA is three seventy one, and he's still here. That's a bright spot. He's in otherwise the... <laughs> a tough year. <clears throat> yeah, he's one of the few guys still here, and um, that's nice to see. So we're going to ask you about how you're watching Cubs baseball, and if at all you're watching Cubs baseball. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We go to John and Evanston. What's up, John? Hey, John. Hey, guys. Yeah, first of all, I'm really surprised. Anthony has come out of the gate with New York looking good. Yep. He, he has yet to make an out. He's got two homers. He's, uh, I think the I think the Yankees are going to sign this guy. They should. They it, need to. John, you know how many times a player is having a tough year and goes to another team and all of a sudden is just reinvigorated? Because, you know, think about it, though. Okay, I'm going to get to the to the White Sox point in a second here. But Anthony walked into a situation where he's not the man. He, all he has to do is his job with this ball club, and they'll win. It's not like with the Cubs where they expected him to drive in the big runs, and he had he felt like he had to keep the, the line going. With New York, it's not like that. He just has to be Anthony and do what Anthony does well, and he is. Yeah, well, it's a good point. Yeah, the pressure is uh, is a lot different. It's and on it's everybody off. else yeah. but Anthony right now. Right, um, right. As, as far as the Sox go, you know, Abreu, he seems to be – in some kind of a slump, he's just he's not hitting the way he should. We've known him to be, but three, four, and five. I think Tony might have to do some imagination type stuff here with the lineup a little bit because you know, first of all, the two kids. One of them's back. Maybe he came back too soon. I agree with you. Robert should stay down in the minors and really work out the kinks. They don't need him that badly that they should bring him up too quick but you know as as far as what we have on the field you know that defense has got to tighten up we cannot be giving 12 runs a game away like this especially to anybody at this point we've got to start winning games you know we're, we're looking ugly what happens when we when we go when we have to play the Yankees coming up or clubs that we have to beat in the playoffs when we can't beat Cleveland. Right. Come on. We've got to tighten things up. John, you bring up a great point as always. Thanks a lot. And he brings up a great point because, yeah, here's what the White Sox have coming up, okay? They're playing Cleveland now, then they get Kansas City at home for three. Then they go to play the Cubs at Wrigley for three next weekend, okay? And next weekend, we're going to be, you and I are going to be on leading right up to that game. We're going to be on from uh, three to five thirty on Sunday night, leading up to uh, the Sunday night baseball game, which I'm sure that they may have, they may, they could change that again before, before next Sunday with uh, the Cubs making all the trades of all their guys. Yeah, well, you get the rest of the nation gets to see Austin Romine and Ortega and Alcantara and stuff like that. Someone just tweeted at Sylvie. Remember yeah. those old rally towels during the Cubs World Series run? Yeah, with the W flag. It's got everyone's name. And in red, they cross out every name that's gone. I'm looking right now. I think there's how many red slashes are there? Well, I think there's only four left. One, I think two, three. So it's complicated. <laughs> I bet it is. So here's the ones that are uncrossed. Okay, Hayward, yeah, Contreras, Hendricks, Arietta, who left and came, and back, came back, and then Ross. They left Ross uncrossed. Oh, that's right. So four players and one manager. So it's easier to tell us, as you did, yeah. uh, who's not crossed. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's well, unbelievable. Time changes everything. So here, so the Sox have uh, today's game, uh, 110 first pitch. You get the pregame here at 1230 on ESPN 1000. Then you have Kansas City uh, for three. 
You go to the Cubs. Then you're at Minnesota. Then on August 12th, you play at the Field of Dreams on Thursday. You have Friday night, the 13th off. Friday the 13th, no game for White Sox. Um, then they play the Yankees, two other games, Saturday and Sunday at Guaranteed Rate Field. They go to Oakland, which is never a good place. The White Sox have never, ever played well. I'm sorry, they got Oakland here. Well, that's good because they never play well in Oakland. Then they go to Tampa Bay for three. And they go to Toronto for four. That's where it gets tough. Yeah. I think Toronto is going to be uh, a, a tough team. I think Toronto is going to go and uh, compete for the uh, pennant. Yeah, look at it. You got Oakland, Tampa, Toronto. So Yankees, Oakland, Tampa, Toronto. You can't play defensively or offensively the way you're playing now and expect to do well in that little run. Look, I know people are saying you guys are panicking about nothing. This, 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 and this. They'll step their game up when they play the better teams. Hey, when do we... When, we'll see. When is Have it they? time? When is yeah. it time to raise the flag? Yeah. Look, I'm not thrilled the way we played Kansas City. So if this is no. a new... Oh if this God, is no. a new trend, Fred... Maybe we're losing to the bad teams and beating the good teams. Well, if this is the lead, the yeah, trend, yeah. I'm still not happy about it. We should be winning everything. Yeah. But we're realistically, we're not going to. But we do need to tighten it up because yeah. we've got those tough teams. And Toronto is going to be tough. Toronto's going to be very Bay tough. Tampa Bay is going to be tougher than they were before. And Oakland's always tough. Oakland's yep. unbelievable. They're, they're a very, very good team. The White Sox always struggle with them. They knocked the Sox out of the playoffs last year. So 312-332-3776, despite an eight-game lead, as a White Sox fan, how are you feeling about your team with what you have? I know I read in the paper, all of the relievers are all, everything's fine. We're singing Kumbaya, Hendricks, and um, and Kimbrell. They're going to be fine. Is Tapera going to yeah. start getting good? Uh well, he didn't give up. He gave up the inherited runs yesterday. He came in and the two guys yeah, around yeah, baseball but scored. But uh, yeah. the night before, yeah, well, he his was, debut, yeah, yeah, tall. yeah, not not real good. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Semi Zavala with a record night. We'll talk about that. We'll take your calls. When we come back. It's Fred and Xander here on ESPN One Thousand. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's home for sports. Live stream ESPN 1000. Or take a listen to our other shows on demand. It's the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Here's the 2-2. Zavala puts a charge in one out in the center field. Straw goes back. He's at the wall, and it's gone. Semi Zavala. With his first major league home run, gives the White Sox a two to nothing lead. Yeah, you know, I, actually when I hit it, I was like, dang, I just missed that pitch. And then it kept going and going, and uh, luckily it went over, and uh, it was a good feeling. 2-0 pitch, swung on, high into the air to left. This ball is twisting, and gone! A grand slam for Sebi Zavala! Two home runs in two at-bats. His first two homers of his major league career. And the Sox lead it 6-1. to one. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Sevy bolts one into right. Back, track, wall. A three-homer game for Sevy Zavala. His first career homer in the third. A grand slam in the fourth. And his third career home run, his third of the game. I got some pitches to handle, and uh, I didn't miss them. And that's that's key. I, mean, I guess that's the only way to hit home runs, don't miss them. It's tough to ask a guy that's never hit a home run in the major leagues about... <laughs> about 
how he did it. It's like, I oh, got some pitches and hit him hard. <laughs> you just, uh, yeah, yeah, you got to hit him to hit him. Yeah, he said the last time he probably hit three homers in a game was in high school. He goes, that was a long time ago. Yeah, sure. Uh, never in the minors. Yeah. Not in the minors, nowhere else. He also set records. He's the first White Sox catcher. The first White Sox catcher to ever have three homers in a game. Really? Yeah. No Fisk, no Brzezinski, yeah. none of right. those there, other there guys. There are some other possible oh, candidates. Oh, yeah. Way there. back. Well, yeah. Everybody that's ever caught a game for the White Sox. And I saw he's also the first catcher ever to have his first home run come in a three-homer game. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. He's uh, the third rookie in White Sox history to have a three-homer game. Merv Connors. We all remember Merv back in 1938. And uh, Belton, Bill Melton. Speak for yourself. Back in 1969, uh, Bill Melton, a rookie who had three homers. And he's the first three-homer guy out of the nine-hole in White Sox history. Now, that's not that far. It's just back to the start of... You know, back to the start of um, the DH. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, I mean, Gary Peters was a heck of a hitter for the White Sox back in the 60s, but not a home run guy like that. And again, the seven, eight, nine guys in the order yesterday, Goodwin, Engel, and Zavala, six for 10 with nine runs, nine RBIs, and five home runs yesterday. I, I and the Sox a, lose. I, yeah. <laughs> I've got a question for you, and this is uh, this would be an interesting point to make. If Savala, now he doesn't have to do that every day. Just well, three homers every game would be nice. Well, it would be great, but it's probably not going to happen. Chances are. But if he can start hitting consistently, does Zach go back? When, uh, when Yasmani when, shows up. Yeah, I, there's a chance of that. That could happen. Yeah. And, a and, and, and leading up to this, we never would have thought that. No, because of the way that the Zavala handles the pitchers. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. a solid defensive catcher. Yeah. He's a very good defensive catcher. And um, it'll be interesting to see whenever um, he does come back. Uh, whenever Grandal does come back. I don't back. think we have a date on that. No, But we he's don't. making a tremendous amount of progress in a very quick fashion. Yeah, he also, um, yeah, he is making more progress than they thought. Um, so we'll see. I don't want to rush any of these guys no, back. No, no, and I don't, and, and, and I don't want Yasmani to rush himself back, too. Remember how he started the season. Yeah. You know, he was a little sluggish, and we were all wondering what's going on. Well, he had a nagging knee injury. Yeah. We don't need him. Back. Yeah, he still is only hitting 188 with a 388 on base. So he he struck out 64 times, but he's walked 60 times, and he's hit some home runs. Yeah, he's got. I think he's got 15. So uh, we'll see how the, how long that takes. But Sebi Zavala makes White Sox history yesterday, and um, and then other guys that you expect to p- play well. Uh, Kopech, not so good yesterday. No. No. One inning, five runs. He actually came out to pitch part of the other inning, and Tapera gave up the guys that uh, he inherited. Uh, but for the uh, game last night, 34 pitches from Michael Kopech. One inning, five runs, all earned. He walked one, struck out one. Yeah, that was a tough inning. That, yeah. uh, that was the game changer right there. Yeah, definitely. They, right they the scored. Yeah, the Indians scored five runs in the sixth inning. This after the White Sox put up the four spot in the fourth when Zavala hit the grand slam. So, uh, yeah, they they wrap up their series today. The White Sox and the Indians again. The um, pregame gets underway at twelve thirty. We'll take you all the way up to it right here on ESPN one thousand. But it's it's funny because people will say, "Well, you're complaining, you're you're bitching about this and that." They lose one game. Yeah, but like you mentioned, it, I forgot. They came off a brutal series against Kansas City. I don't think anybody that uh, is watching the Southsiders are okay with what happened against Kansas City. My brothers and I were supposed to go to that series. We didn't go for various reasons. And 
First of all, you're glad you didn't. Well, yeah, because they lost three out of four. Plus, the fourth game on Thursday, it was 98 degrees, and it feel the feels like temperature was 107, and they lost. That's brutal. So it's like no, that's humid. Yeah, there's no reason to want to be there. No, no, that would have been a rough trip. You're, you're, yeah, and then then sitting for a game like that, and then driving eight hours home. (laughs) Yeah, that would not have been a fun way to end a trip. Losing. Three out of four to the Royals. Oh, the crabby Hubner oh, brothers all be in a car. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine. Plus one of my brothers. I don't know them. I don't know them, but yeah. I if I, I I could just imagine. You probably all talk a lot. Yeah. And you're loud? When we're all together, I talk less than them. Really? Yes. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. My brother and, Timmy is like one of the funniest guys I've ever but known. But you're all loud, right? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, the whole family. My yeah, two well, sisters I, I are loud, imagine. too. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. So my, and my brothers would have said, you know, some Royals fan would have said something. My brother would have hit him or something. And so oh, then been, there's that. Yeah, I would have been, you know. You're the angry Hubner brother. <laughs> yeah. And so when you, lose three out of, when you lose three to the Royals, you should be angry. Well, that'll make yeah. you crabby. And sure. so, like I said, the Royals come back to town uh, later this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. After the Sox play today, they get tomorrow off. The Cubs and the White Sox both off tomorrow uh, on uh, Monday, August 2nd. Then the Royals are in town Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday before the Cubs get to go, or the Sox get to go to Wrigley to play the Cubs. Um, the Cubs guys. Um, like I said, they won on the field last night, a final of six to three. They got a home run last night. Let's see here. The way they scored, uh, Ortega scores on an error. Um, Alcantara with a single scoring Bodie. Um, uh, Romine with a double, Alcantara scoring. Uh, Ortega with a two run homer. Hayward drove in a run. That's right. Um, Jason Hayward drives in a run. He went one for four. He's Better late a, than never, right, Fred? He's hitting a blistering 199. So uh, they did that. Um, how are the other Cubs doing? The Cubs that are no longer with the Northsiders. Uh, they're doing quite well. Actually, on the, on the back page of the New York Post, there's not one but two uh, former Cubs. And we'll talk about that when we come back. You want to jump in? 312-332-3776 here at ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. You're listening to Fred and Xander. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. So the Cubs won yesterday 6-3 against the Nationals. And we got a Twitter poll out. You can go to Twitter. Go to at ESPN 1000. We're asking you, after all the Cubs trades, how will you be watching the Cubs baseball the rest of the season? Every game, once in a while, or not at all. And uh, I had him on yesterday, had the split screen going, and uh, I saw they scored some runs. They had a big four-run inning, and uh, that was nice. They got a victory. Kyle Hendricks pitched well. So, again, after all the Cubs trades, how will you be watching Cubs baseball the rest of the season? Now, that doesn't mean you're not a fan. You could still be a fan, but maybe it's a yeah, less um, you know, uh, intense process this year now that now that the big the big names are gone you may be watching if you'd like you may be watching um yankees baseball because on friday night this happened when anthony rizzo stepped to the plate rizzo was the linchpin of the 2016 cubs the team that broke the curse finally brought a world series to wrigley field he was as important a player as any of them beloved in chicago will never ever have to buy a meal there 
And now he drills one deep to right field. There it goes. See ya. His first Yankee home run, and it gives the Yankees a one nothing lead. So that was the uh, first game. That was on the Yes Network, and uh, Rizzo went two for three with two runs scored and a home run. That was pretty good. And then yesterday, they played uh, the Marlins again. Deep to right field. If it's fair, it's gone. It is gone. Another Rizzo blast. His second home run is a Yankee. This one, another tape-measured job. And the Yankees lead 4-2. to two. So two more runs, for uh, two home runs for Anthony Rizzo. Yesterday, he went two for two. So in his two games with the Yankees, he's four for five. He has scored five runs. He's walked three times. <laughs> you think they like his on-base percentage? Jeez. He's got four hits and two walks. I'm sorry, four hits and three walks. He's been on base... Almost every time, seven out of eight times. He's so I wonder if there's anybody who is questioning his. Uh, you know, because he had a tough year on the north side, yeah. right? Questioning what uh, you know he could do this year. Reinvigoration is a wonderful thing. Yeah, means a lot. Sometimes he just got to move. He knew they weren't doing anything. Sometimes maybe you get comfortable playing in a place like this. Now you're going to New York, so you know you're not going to relax. New York's media is going to be hard on you. There's so many more media people, right? But they're the, the big pressure is on you know Stanton, yeah, and Judge, sure, these guys. So he slides in, he yeah. relaxes a little, uh huh, yeah. He returns to form. Yeah, and then so he's on the uh, top of the uh, New York Post, I think it is, this morning. And um, there's another former Cub that's uh, got the big picture on the back of the New York Post, and that's Javi Baez. Alonzo at first and two out, and Baez gets one in the air yep. on the field. Winker going back, looking up, and it's out of here! Javi Baez with a two-run homer! A towering shot! His first home run is a New York bat! Coming in his first game for the Mets. Yep. So Javi goes deep. So uh, yeah. So the the same thing comes. on the other side of the city. Yeah. Reinvigoration. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so you've got that too. So Javi goes deep for the Mets. And the only reason I think Chris Bryant has a homer yet for the Giants is he hasn't played yet. He's Jack Peterson play. also homered in his first right. start with the Braves. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Jack if Marisnik Peterson. goes yard. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> We're gonna have we're gonna have a breakdown for all of the guys the Cubs got back, and I know that Jed said, "Well, our minor league system now has been reinvigorated. We've got a lot of other players coming in." Jim Callis from the MLB Pipeline is going to join us around ten fifteen, and we'll figure out how invigorated yeah, it was, to how what good degree. some of these guys were, and how good they were. If it was a good deal for them to come in, so three one two three three two three seven seven six. So Tyler, um, how often are you watching Cubs baseball without Rizzo, Bryant, Baez? Uh, Marisna, Kimbrell, all these guys, Chafin, Tapera, they're all gone. Uh, are I've, you watching as much as you did before? I've got almost every game on. It's just my focus on the game okay. is waning. It's on, right. but I'm checking in and out. I'm not fully Engaged. watching yet. Sure. Yeah. That I, makes sense. Yeah, it does. Have it on. I, again, and I've told Sylvie this before. Sylvie was fortunate the Cubs went into the re- the rebuild when Theo got here, because otherwise Sylvie wouldn't have got off his couch watching the Cubs and gone out and found a girlfriend. And he did. And he got married and he's got two lovely kids now. So he's got to thank Theo for that. That's why he went I think to spring training every year, just to thank Theo for the rebuild and for him you know, getting out of the house and not watching Cubs baseball. Because he had said he goes, they're rebuilding. There's no reason to watch them. 
Well, that's why I asked the question. As a Cub fan, See, are you still going to sit and watch them? Again, the fandom has nothing to do with it. You could still be a fan, but the focus isn't there yeah. for obvious reasons. And so take, take a page out of Sylvie's book. Now that the Cubs are rebuilding... Wait, if, wait, wait, wait. It's Tyler. Are you going to get married now that they're... Yeah, you can get married now, I might. Yeah. I don't know. You know I, I mean, to, your focus is less now. Maybe yeah. your focus goes somewhere else. Yeah, you're not going to blow off a Friday or Saturday night with uh, friends or a girl because you got Cub baseball to watch. Right. You know, now you'll say... No, but hey, he'll say it out. was on, but I wasn't focused. <laughs> So, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Do you find yourself? I know it's just been a couple days, but do you find yourself not interested in watching Cubs baseball? Do you know what time today's game is? I've already seen the lineups are already out for today's game. As the Cubs, do you know who's starting? Uh, yeah, I do. I just don't remember them all. They're, it's on. It's on somewhere on the on my Twitter page. And uh, yeah, you're getting a chance to see some of these other guys. Yesterday, you got Ortega. You got Contreras. If I'm Contreras, if I'm Wilson Contreras, I say, you know what? As this season comes to an end, I'm the only guy you guys got left. Sign me to a long-term deal or something. He, I, You'd love to have Wilson Contreras. I'd love to. As a Sox fan, I'd love to have Wilson Contreras. I, it's obvious that they have to sign him. Yeah. It's obvious. But then again, we've seen obvious things to us that don't happen. But they need to sign Wilson Contreras. Well, yeah, I mean, and you see, ask him what he wants, see what he wants, come to an agreement, get him under contract for a long period of time to be the guy you build around. What do you think, and, and not to take a total left turn, but, you know, I've seen Javi talking to the press about, you know, if there was a possibility of re-signing with the Cubs after, right. after the season. Is there any chance that any one of those ends up back with the Cubs? The only- it seems to me that... All three ships have now sailed. The only one officially. I thought was Rizzo, and yesterday Brian Hanley said he doesn't think there's any way. You would you want a guy that's getting up there at age, has a bad back constantly, uh, despite all the things he did here. Hoyer was asked the same question the other day. Could some of these guys come back? Yeah, it's hard to factor, but I told each of these guys that, you know, this is two months, and, you know, they were going to be free agents in two months anyway, and so now um, they might have come off a time with, another organization, but listen, I would never close the door. I'm bringing any, any of these guys back. I told them each that individually. And so I can't predict it, but certainly um, these guys have been fantastic Cubs. And, and if it works out to bring them back in the future, we would, we would certainly uh, you know, entertain that because um, they're all great players. Yeah. Arietta uh, came back and, yeah. and we would question that. I think, I think we would take Javi before we would have signed Arietta. Well, I was one of the guys that thought they should have signed Arietta and not let him go. And uh, that would have been interesting. Let's go out out to the phones. 312-332-3776 out in Lansing. It's Dimitri. Dimitri, what's up? Hey, buddy. How you doing, guys? Thanks for taking the call. Yep. Uh, I'm a big Cubs fan. Even though we got rid of everybody, unloaded the whole team, um, I'm still going to watch the games just to see what we have. Um, I kind of like a few pieces that we got back. I like Nikki Two Strike very much. Yep, yep. Glad to talk to help us out after we helped him out with the Cantana thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love to see us bring one of the guys back. I think it will be Rizzo if anybody comes back. I don't think KB is going to come back. Um, but I'm still watching all the games anytime I can. I love the Cubs. Cool. Always. Cool. That sounds Thank great. You, Dimitri. Thanks, Dimitri. Yeah, and a lot of people, I'm sure, like that. You're, you're a Cub fan. You make your you put your schedule together. Like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch the Cub game. Then I'm going to go out. Then I'm going to meet friends and you things know, like again, that. Again, the whole focus thing, like Tyler was talking about, that's that makes a lot of sense. 
But it is good if you could pay attention because there's some youth there that you're going to see grow into positions. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, you, yeah. Well, that's the hope, right? Right. That's the hope. Yeah. And, and with Madrigal, you, you know, you got a lot of, to look forward to. Does he play second and Nico moves over to yeah. short? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Makes complete sense. Cody Hoyer came in yesterday. He went um, an inning. He, he helped him get out of trouble. Rex Brothers got himself in trouble, and uh, Hoyer got out of it. So, um, you know, I, I, he had a hold yesterday. Let's go to our guy, Will, in Virginia. Will, what's happening today? Hey, Will. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, so with the Cubs, I was kind of so going into the uh, trade deadline. I haven't been watching the games as much because I was kind of just over the whole aspect of everything and it's kind of weighed down by it, I guess. But since the trade deadline, I'm actually feeling kind of rejuvenated as a baseball fan. I'm having fun watching Rizzo or Baez or now Bryant. And I probably will, you know, watch Cubs games the rest of the season. And I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do going forward into the future. But in general, I was just kind of tired of the overall collective group struggling. So now I'm kind of feeling like in the minority of being refreshed, kind of wanting to watch how the you know Rizzo and Brian and Baez play yep. for their teams going forward. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it because all those teams really have playoff hopes. Obviously, the Giants do, the Mets do. They're both in first place, and then the Yankees are hoping to, get to uh, make a push. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Look, you're, there was a tired storyline here. Yeah. You know, and now it's it's been refreshed for everybody. Do you think any of them come back, Will? Um, I would say maybe Rizzo, and I don't really think he is either. I don't think Bryant is at all. I don't really think Baez will. And, yeah, maybe Rizzo, but honestly, I doubt it. I think all three go somewhere else or stay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they come back. Yeah. Well, appreciate it as always. Thanks a lot. If Baez appreciate had it, went somewhere else, yeah, I think he might come back. Uh-huh. He may have been the one. But do you think now he's with the Mets? No, now he's no with the Mets. He's with his buddy Lindor, and he's with an owner who's shown a commitment to spending. Right. I think that might be a, a spot where he sticks. Then, yeah, See, to me, the only uh, the only one out of the three that would have a chance to come back would be Baez, but you may have a point there. I think Rizzo, look, there's a reason that we didn't sign Rizzo at the price that they wanted. I don't know who's going to end up with him, but he is older. He's got the back issues, yeah. everything. Look, these past few games, he's looked great, but that's hard to sustain with w- where he is in his career right now. Yeah, Baez hitting his 23rd homer of the season. Uh, I'm reading this right out of the Sun-Times today. Baez took a long look at his drive at home plate before tossing his bat aside and circling the bases. With the fans chanting his name, Baez came out of the dugout for a curtain call and raised both arms to spur on the crowd. Um, in addition to his homer, and they put this in. I didn't have to say it. In addition to his homer, he grounded out and struck out twice. So... It's your typical hobby game. I didn't see the strikeout, but I'm guessing slider <laughs> down and away. Yeah, I would yeah, think so. Okay. Yeah, that's usually the way and it a happens. Very, very enthusiastic swing. Yeah. Uh, we come back. We got our rock pull. We got more of your calls. Don't forget Jim Callis, senior writer from MLB Pipeline, will join us at 1015. Tell us about all these guys the Cubs got and if you're going to see any of them coming in the near future. Right here on ESPN 1000. Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, also available on demand on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Well, Fred, it's been quite the week in rock. 
Lollapalooza in town. If you're anywhere near the city and you don't want to get involved in Lollapalooza, you are because you're stuck in traffic. Yeah. Well, I know that that, uh, Jason Benetti and a couple other people were talking about how they made the mistake. Yeah, Benetti was stuck in traffic during the trade deadline when things were going down. You got to watch it. Yeah, we're, we're fortunate because we're here early and then we get out of here. Yes, you know, before yes. it gets too crowded. And you crowded. come in from the west side. Yes. Yeah. And and we're on the west side of the loop. Right. So, I mean, we're not near Grant Park. I mean, we're well, only a few blocks, blocks away. away. Yeah. But yeah. nobody's coming over here. No, so. usually when we were broadcasting from downstairs in our State Street studio and, uh, you know, the first Midwest Bank State Street studio, we would see people walking over all the time. And uh, right now, the guys are broadcasting Monday through Friday there and uh, all the way into the evenings. But uh, we're still upstairs on the weekends. Yeah, so. and it is quite the sight when you see uh, the people dressed up for Lala. Uh-huh. It's like a, or dressed down because dressed, yeah, they're well, not wearing yeah, much. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just you see the pictures from overhead, and I just want to know what happens when the guy in the middle's got to pee. He just pees. Yeah, diaper. does he just go diaper? Yeah, I mean, they they. I'm sure they make Foo Fighters. Yeah, maybe Foo Fighters has a line of concert diapers. Yeah, maybe <laughs> uh, because. I know. Did is Journey was Journey at? Yes. yes. Yeah, because I know people said they were watching Journey on Hulu because, like you mentioned yeah, last live week, stream. live streaming on Hulu. Safer way to experience live. So, Foo Fighters going to be live streamed tonight uh, on yeah. Hulu. Okay, yeah, that might yeah. be worth watching. So we've got a uh, rock poll this week. We lost a uh, a bass player named out of Dusty nowhere. Hill. Nobody knew he was sick. I mean, you know, did they we say didn't. he was. Well, yeah, he had some health issues leading up. Uh, as a matter of fact, a, a few weeks ago, they played New Lennox, uh-huh. their festival yeah. down there. And uh, Elwood, the guitar tech, had to stand in because they said that Dusty had some hip issues. I don't know what other issues. Right. But apparently, after Dusty died, uh, Billy Gibbons, lead singer of the uh, or lead guitarist of the band, said that Dusty said, you know what? Take Elwood and he, he plays bass. Continue. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. So ZZ Top will continue, which is really, really weird. But we lost Dusty, age 72. He died in his sleep. And it got me to thinking, they were such a very, very much a gritty blues band in the 70s. And they reinvented themselves in the 80s. And then they put out an iconic string the trilogy they call it of these videos okay which featured one what was the one thing that well two things that featured in these videos the legendary eliminator car yeah and the girls okay i'd say three but maybe it was just in one videos what the swinging guitar the guitar that swung around uh, you know what? I, I'd have, have to go look. I, I'd have to go look. I think it was in one, but okay. it may have been. But there were a lot of. Uh, they call that the trilogy, yeah, because it was. It, it they had a lot of the same things in. Them. So I thought, you know what? For the uh, rock poll this week, tell us what your favorite video is out of that trilogy: legs, sharp dressed man, give me all your love, and I like the one. At the gas station, give me all your love. Uh-huh. Where the kids under the uh, car, yeah, and the ladies stop, and he pumps the gas, and she, they leave them the uh, him these easy top keychain. Yes. which by the way, you can't get online. Uh huh. Oh, sure I've always you wanted one. Yeah, I wanted one in the eighties before there was eBay or whatever. Now I can go back and get one. You can find them. Yeah, yeah. 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 So what are the three songs? Yeah. Legs, Sharp Dressed Man, or Give Me All Your Love. And again, they all have the car. They have the girls. Yeah. And they have some guy. Uh huh. Some young guy. Yeah. It's all into the girls. Yeah, they were, I mean... And the fuzzy guitar. Yeah. I was a huge uh, ZZ Top fan, and when you told me that they were there in New Lenox, I said, damn, 
I would have loved to have seen them because I've seen certain groups and those kind of things. So you've never seen them? I don't think I have. I think I'd remember. I was like, I, I saw them in L.A. at the Greek Theater. Okay. Great yeah. venue, right yeah. in the woods there. Uh-huh. So I saw them there. I saw them. Uh, well, I have a story about uh, standing right next to Dusty at the cater table. Okay. The backstage of Loop Fest. Uh-huh. He looked like Yosemite Sam. Yes, he did. He came up to my chest. I'm 6'3". He was a little guy, and he was all dressed up in his stage wear, and he looked like Yosemite Sam. Uh-huh. We said our highs and everything, and that was my uh, brush with Dusty. Yeah, there you go. Very talented guy, though. He had the higher voice. They traded off. He's saying, give me all your loving. Okay. So if you uh, if you listen to his Easy Top song, Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers, great song. It's they trade tremendous off song. You can tell the higher voice is Dusty. Yeah, yeah. tremendous song. Yeah. And it's a group where they had three guys in the group start till now. It was never yeah. Actually, nobody else. actually, technically, Dusty joined in seventy. The band did exist before just Dusty okay. joined, but it was a they solid put out the first fifty-one album, though, years. Dusty right. was. It was a yeah. solid fifty-one years that the, that trio was together. Yeah, that's really amazing. Yep. And uh, yeah, their first album. If you ever get a chance to find it or go get it, uh, ZZ Top's first album. They have a song on there called "Brown Sugar," which is really good. Yep, not the and same it's brown not sugar. the Stones. Uh. Uh-uh. Yep. No, it's really really good. And uh, growing up, the song "Lagrange" was played constantly on uh, WLS and WCFL yep. when I was a kid growing up and all I had is AM sure radio was. in my car. Sure was. You could you couldn't miss it. LaGrange was always Tush, there. Yeah. Which Billy well, Tush later. Yeah, yeah but, with uh, Dusty saying that one too. Yeah, so it was but awesome. But yeah, LaGrange was a uh, all over the radio. Yeah, and that's what happens as we get older and I've told somebody because you know, I'm 64 and you know, every time the phone rings, you hesitate to pick it up. We're at it's that like, age, okay. right? Yeah. So, and I told my well, brothers and sisters, age. yeah, I'm at that, at that age. Every time the phone rings, it's like, okay, what bad news do I get now? What's happening now? But the longer you live, the more people you are going to die. So, right. it's just a fact hey, of life. Look at the Green Mile. Yeah. It's just a it's just a fact of life. We come back, we get to your calls. Thanks for hanging in there. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. You want to talk White Sox and their struggles? As struggles, they've uh they lost three out of four to Kansas City and now they've split the first two with Cleveland. You want to talk about the Cubs or the former Cubs? And don't forget Jim Callis, senior writer of MLB Pipeline, joins us in fifteen minutes here on ESPN one thousand.